0: Jeez. Welcome to Vicarious Living. Welcome back to the podcast. This week in podcast studio we have two guests. Married guests. Zerb, he's been on before. Hey Zerb. What's up? You're probably our most decorated Easily. guest. Easily. In terms, well, I don't know if decorated is the right word. You've been on the most, but you're the number one fan, so that you, makes sense. You give me at least one decoration per time I come on, so. You'll take it. So Zerbs here. Also, his wife Jules is here. Jules, say hello to the kids.
1: Hi, kids. (laughs) Hey, kids.
0: Jules, first time on a podcast. Very excited, right? Very. More nervous or more excited? Yeah.
1: A little of both.
0: Do you think it's seventy thirty? Nervous. Seventy percent nervous. Yes. Do you think it's because you're just scared that you're gonna say something that gets you fired or that makes you sound really dumb?
1: Both. No, I'm not worried about getting fired. I'm gonna
0: filter myself. Se- se- okay. It's It's <laughs> seventy um, thirty. Seventy thirty. Seventy thirty. Done. Thirty fired. Okay. So first thing, housekeeping. You know what, Zerb, your intro music. You've heard it before. Here's your intro music. <laughs> That intro music, why don't you give our contact information? Do you know it? Ooh, this is a good test. First test of the pod.
2: Yeah. Uh vicarious living pod at gmail.com. That's how you get it at us, yeah. And also vicarious living podcast on Instagram. I don't even know if we need Pat
0: anymore. Get him out of here. <laughs> So before uh, why why is uh Pat not here? He's on his honeymoon still. Last time uh, we were on the podcast, I said we had a great time at the wedding, but we pre-recorded that. There was no way to know at that point if we actually had a great time at the wedding. But now we've been... Went out on a limb there. Really? I took a chance. Um, But now we've been at that wedding. What were your wedding thoughts? Extremely lovely. They had a donut rack. That was great. Some
2: delicious Holtman's donut. Are they a sponsor? Are Holtman's a sponsor yet? No, we don't want them. You don't want them? No. You should get
0: them. We don't want them. <laughs> we, this, we is is a, this is a Krispy Kreme Pod? We got yeah. Yeah, it's Krispy Kreme Pod. Um, and then Jules, your intro music. Here it is. It was amazing. Did you notice that I, Irish, goodbye I
1: did not. Because I was having too much fun.
0: That was a success, Irish, goodbye then. (laughs) Yeah, you looked like you were having a great time. You looked like you were dancing, having fun. The whole town knew you were having a great time. (laughs) (laughs) I had an awesome time. Frank, I know that you had an awesome time. Okay? I think the entire town knows that you had an awesome time. I'm trying to ask Mitch whether or not he had an awesome time. Um, okay, so let's get into... Let' Why don't we just start off with... We want to get Jules warmed up. We want to get her ready. So we were talking a lot about uh, Fuck, Mary Kill. It's a very lady-centric game. Mm-hmm. Ladies love it. Jules really loves it. So we're going to first play Fuck, Mary Kill and see where we all net out. So should we start with the girls or the guys? Girls. Okay, so girls... Peyton, Brooke, Haley, from One Tree Hill, fuck, marry, kill, who do you got?
1: So I would definitely marry Haley. Yeah. But I, it's a toss up. Oh, really? I feel like I would go with Brooke for fuck and kill Peyton. But I love Peyton, so it's hard.
2: Oh, God. See, this one's easy for me. Well, by the rules of the game, it's easy. And I go actually the exact same way Jules came out yeah because again the rules of the game you're supposed to actually just pick who's the most like wife worthy yeah to marry yeah and that's clearly Haley, yep. but you have
1: to still fuck her multiple times is (laughs) that part of the game
2: that you get to have sex with him if you marry him that's what i'm saying if we're we're taking it if we're taking it fully literally and not just doing like the basic rules of the game i'm marrying Wait, yeah you're we'll get into
0: that we will because you're a Brooke guy you're a Brooke Brooke guy throughout yeah We'll get into the Brooke versus Peyton thing. Extensively. Either way, for me, Peyton's dead. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I, I want to marry Haley. Obviously, she's the girl next door, so I'm gonna marry her. Between fucking kill though, honestly, I think I kill Brooke. Her conniving bullshit, I can't handle. I fuck Peyton. Just a fucker curls. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally um, all I'm doing. It's be, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> just having sex with her curls. It's you know, I love them so much. I, I can't. Even when we were we watched episode nine tonight. Well, we watched episode eight and nine. And just when she first came on screen, dude, every time I see them, I, I just. It's, I can't un, it's uncomfortable being in the
2: room with you. When
0: right. Yeah. Because remember that first. It, there was one scene where there was just a silhouette yeah, of her, see, her standing you could, you see outside. The shadow of her curls on the window and it and you felt it you felt the tension in the room and that was all coming from me 100% yeah um
1: so if she straightened her hair would you still be
0: so
2: yeah let's play let's play so fuck me yeah, kill if all if all hat. three <laughs> of them are going to wear hats for their entire life well what kind of hat no you, have, you can pick I the hat
1: no hats she, she straightens her hair <laughs> yeah,
2: no they're wearing hats if she's straight- but it, it's not a visor it can't be a visor okay it's gotta be a hat and the hat the hat can like switch to match your outfit and stuff it doesn't have to be the same hat forever. well
0: then it's easy then i'm definitely having sex with Brooke, and i'm marrying Haley, and yeah see, so it's really I, only see, i feel, I feel like yes like, i feel yes. like that just means that deep
2: down you know i'm right about all this as we'll get into later and that you're just obsessed with the
0: curls and that's it Oh, dude, I am. I am not. I will not sit here and say that the curls aren't ninety-eight point six percent of the reason why I'm obsessed with Peyton. That's how much I love curls. Right. Okay, so with the dudes, I put in here Lucas, Nathan. That's a given. They're both in there. Mm-hmm. I put as the third guy. So far, there's no third guy in One Tree Hill through through nine episodes to put into fuck Mary Kill. Realistically, because I'm not gonna throw skills in. Fuck it. Mouth. I'm not going to throw a mouth in. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw Dan in with the caveat, you cannot kill him. You're definitely not going to marry him. That'd be a nightmare. So you're fucking Dan? Well, I mean, (laughs) if you're you're giving me two choices. (laughs) It's fucking Sophie's choice over here. And I'm a Lucas fan. I
1: do not like
0: Nate. So you're killing Nathan. Yes. Who are you marrying and fucking? Well, I would obviously
1: marry Lucas and fuck Dan. Okay. But I feel like that was an easy one.
0: Yeah. Because you're either
1: a Lucas well, or a Nathan third fan. Well,
0: what other third guy could any, you throw in? Is
2: anyone an actual Nathan fan? Full disclosure, I'm watching this for the first time. And at this point, there's not a lot to like. He's oh, so sad. I
1: like like his character.
0: Even more. I'm just
1: saying like purely... I don't know.
0: I like him now. Honestly, I really like him now with this Haley stuff. Because now, it's what we're missing with Dan. There's no one to keep him in check. Now that Nathan's kind of got someone to keep him in check and, like, call him on his bullshit. I always like that thing where, like, the guy's a total piece of shit. But then this one girl, he's, like, always apologizing for. And he never feels bad except for that one girl. He's like, sorry, sorry. All right, let's let's switch this up
2: then, because like Drew yeah. said, obviously nobody's going to marry Dan. Who's the third we're guy? We're literally just watching how miserable and impossible it would be to be married to Dan. Dan's pretty
0: ridiculous, yeah. So
2: let's just make it Keith. Let's make it Joe Kane. For oh, the okay,
0: yeah, Keith.
1: Oh, I but, like Keith. I would do. You like
2: him enough to have sex with him? I got a feeling pretty much no matter what's going to happen here, Nathan's going to die. No, I don't
1: know. I don't know. This is a hard one. Like, what Keith age is... am I? Like now? Uh, yeah. Like now,
0: like yeah. We'll, look, yeah. We'll look. We'll have plenty of time to dive into the heads of the teens. But right now, you're 31. You have been married. The <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. You're 31, and we're asking you: Are you trying to fuck half year old Lucas Scott?
2: Well, luckily, so. Lucas about 29.
0: Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. we're good because uh, <laughs> well, actually, no, Nathan is a teen. So he's but got he's, he's got to die. But he's not. But he's good thing, thing for us, yeah, we're all <laughs> killing him. So, honestly, if this were me, I'm killing Keith. <laughs> oh,
1: I would marry Keith.
0: No, yeah, I'm marrying Keith too. I like Keith, Keith has no game. I I hate. The, I
1: love him. You think he's just too, like he's, a little like
0: stand up guy? He's a stand up guy that um James has Rip. the fact that he hasn't even made a move. Like I I can't respect someone who has been so friend zoned for eighteen okay, plus so years. This-
2: get this if we want to really dive in to the meat of just going over the first seven episodes that I watched yeah that is that, that's a good transition because main one of my main criticisms of this show so far is that they definitely didn't put any thought into what the fuck was happening in this town at all before the events of the show no, it's like didn't. none of the characters had ever <clears throat> interacted with each other even though they all live in this small town yeah,
0: they were like, "Hey, we want to have this like will they won't they hook up situation with this guy," but they they're just friends. But then once you drill into it, it's like, okay, Keith and Karen, that doesn't exist. The well, guy wouldn't not just friendzone that. himself for eighteen plus years, not have sex for like two decades with this girl he's into, or ever get drunk one night and like say that he's into her even.
2: And then two episodes or whatever into the show, they're at that banquet thing where they have to sit with Dan and. Deb and he Deb and he like immediately completely confesses to Deb that he's completely in love with Karen and you're right. like. Wait, so what? I don't remember So what's the first been going on for the last eighteen years? Is
1: it clear that they actually stayed in touch for eighteen years? Yeah, he's yeah. he
0: was. They made it clear that he was in the hospital, standing yeah. there with Karen when Lucas was born.
1: And then they didn't like fall out and get back. No, to no, the it's it's, it's
0: been there the whole time. Lucas fake dad. Yeah, his being his fake dad for 18 years. He works at yeah, that, the same extreme. body shop at Keith's Body Shop. Now and then, I'm
1: viewing him differently.
0: And then, okay, so now you kill him? I mean, this guy's a pussy. He's got no fucking game pure, whatsoever. Purely
2: I'm based on the events of the show, because again, I just can't imagine the actual, that there is a world before it. It's, so In the show, he's been nothing but a stand-up guy and only took a couple episodes to like decide he's gonna make his move
0: last podcast or two podcasts ago with pat i made the statement that um i i don't know what's or no it's actually last podcast i made the statement i don't know what's more unrealistic to me in this world the fact that karen and keith have net like one of them has never tried to hook up with the other it's made no sense and the fact that lucas and Haley have never even he's never even tried to touch her boobs
2: or that dan and deb are still married
0: yeah that makes no sense
2: or that karen and deb like apparently had never spoken to each other even though they live in this small town not once or that i didn't get the impression that until he joined the basketball team that lucas and nathan had ever considered the fact that they were half brothers (laughs) yeah just like Wait, oh now he's on the basket now we're gonna have to confront that this exists? Like it's they've been in school together this entire time. It, it's so wild. It's just I think you and Pat went over this early on, but they definitely should have just had him move back from a different town. Yeah. It takes away almost every one of the yeah. problems. Yeah, yeah. They should've yeah. Because essentially that's what it feels like happens, is like he just shows up in this town. Literally none of the characters in the show outside of his mom, Keith and Haley had any opinion on Lucas before he joined the <laughs> basketball team. So why did he need to be in that town the entire time?
1: I actually thought that's what happened. I didn't yeah. realize that he was
0: He was just in he school just yeah. grew up there and yeah. they just they That was the other thing we this. threw out there was like or or give a reason why he's this prodigy is not on the high school basketball team. And like, and no one knows about him in this small-ass town. Like the only explanation is... Like, he, hey, injured. he had some catastrophic Paul George-esque injury when he was younger. And so, like, now he just, like, but he do not want to get out there and play.
2: They're trying to shoehorn the fact that he's just out there playing two-on-two streetball all the time. And so hard because he has to have been playing. He Because ha- he can't just walk off the street and be really good at basketball <clears> and have it, like, matter. He has to have been playing. So they did this, like okay so let him be playing in like kansas and right. moves yeah. home with his mom. no
0: that would have solved all the issues okay any other what were your other thoughts on because you've never seen the show just context for the kids you've never seen the show so what were some of your other thoughts on like fresh eyes seeing it all right this is
2: another big one but i think that peyton makes the least sense of any character i've ever like seen on tv yeah. Her character doesn't make any sense. She is so woke, and it's brutal. Like, it, like this episode where brutal, she just goes, like, like... Then then make her that character. It's like, okay, so why is she a cheerleader and dating Nathan? When it yeah. Starts? Why it... Like, either she's the artsy hipster girl, or she's the popular girl, or she can be both, but not, like, hate that... I don't know. It just didn't sense. So it's like, the whole time, it's like, the until she actually did break up with Nathan, it's like... This doesn't make sense.
1: But I feel like it's trying to say like what she wants, to, like what she thinks she has to be, and then like, her true self.
2: And they yeah. could do that. It, it Which just, I feel like don't. is
1: like, a typical high school thing. Like, you want yeah, like, to, to yeah. be, popular, be the popular but boy, but like, that's not really where your interests or passions
2: But that's by. what I'm saying. So, like, that would be totally doable, but instead they do the thing where it's she is that person. She's got this, uh, punk driving the name of her webcam is punk driving i don't know if i think you guys have mentioned that that just sits on her while she sketches with surrounded by candles and like she dresses slightly punk or whatever And like like,
0: she is that person so why is it why is not she just that person i get the very distinct vibe that they shot the pilot sold it to the network and in the pilot she's the cheerleader hottest girl popular girl brooke's not even in the world yet brooke wasn't even in the pilot. And the whole message is, this is the hot girl, she's dating the hot guy, but inside, she's alternative. She actually doesn't like that life. She wants to just do this other alternative stuff. But then, it, then as we've gone on, it's like they've completely gotten away from her as a cheerleader. And now she is just 1,000% in this world, this emo world, and it's like... I almost wish they didn't have to do that pilot because then I think a lot of the confusion would go away a little but bit. But it's kind it of
1: how it is with Nathan too? Is like he's this...
2: No, Nathan's character makes sense. It's just, it's all about his
0: complete comic book villain of a dad. Yeah. Is. So I think uh, Jules though makes a good point because I think with the writers, as we've seen, the writers are not great on this show. They're not ideal. The story is fantastic and I think they're... I think the story is the crutch of this show. It's so good that they can always fall back on these unreal dynamics that are going on to save them. But the writing is not good. I think to Jules' point, what they're trying to do is say, like, look, who the fuck has it figured out in high school? Right. No one has it figured out. Everyone's trying to figure out like what what they're all about, what they're into, who their friends are, and all that. And I think they're trying to do that, that with Peyton, but they're just all over the map.
2: And it's like I can buy that a little bit especially to the point where it's like if she was trying more but i just feel like she's of anyone she's not she like is clearly she's the artsy girl like yeah she that's yeah. her thing so like yeah what's yeah. The, what i don't know like the the struggle i don't know i don't see the struggle there and the whole character is just like all right so just be the artsy girl i don't yeah but i think they wanted the story
1: here. of lucas going right. after the power. for sure girl. that's what i'm saying they, 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 they jammed that it together more.
2: Where instead of him... he needed
1: to drag out... Yeah, that instead of
2: him, time. like, yeah, that would have been so much better if he had to drag it out and, like, realize slowly that she, there was more there than met the eye. Instead, it was, like, in your face the entire time that everyone knows that she's the artsy girl. She's mm-hmm. out front the artsy girl.
0: So there's no tension there about it. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Peyton, any any other lingering thoughts before uh, we get into today? Just what
2: I touched on that I've never seen a more, like, laughably comic book villain character than Dan. He just, like, literally has zero redeeming qualities. He's nothing but pure, unadulterated evil at all times.
0: I'm I'm, I'm, Like I said, I'm never gonna give him an MCITW. It's the lowest hanging fruit I've ever seen and it's just... In fact,
2: he shouldn't get it until he actually does one good thing. He should get it for being like, Dan, don't try to be
0: like, that's something you're not. You You know what would have been so fucking cool? Is if they made him, like, I'm not saying you have to go full-on Walter White or, like, Don Draper status with, like, the anti-hero or whatever, but, like, that would have been cool if, like, there would be some redeeming qualities, some scenes where you can empathize with Dan a little bit to where, like, you realize you're kind of, like, rooting for him at times and you don't know why because he's such a bad guy. There should at least be scenes
2: where, even if it's not in discussions, it's just him, like... By himself, looking at a picture, or an old card or something. Yes. Yeah, there something. should be something where he
0: feels bad about something he's done. He never feels bad. He has no remorse. None. And I actually like... I, that's why I really like Nathan, because with all the Haley stuff, he's always... He always has remorse. He's always apologizing, and it makes him like a real human being of like, I'm a piece of shit because my dad has raised me for 18 years, and he's a psychopath, but... I'm actually, like, I actually have, like, some character in here. He's fucking deep.
2: Yeah, he, I mean, they're actually setting up him, of anyone, to have that kind of, like, complexity. Which I love. Um, I love the the, layers, dude. I love the layers. Through the first few episodes, though, he could not have been... The mad jabs he was throwing out. Oh, dude. (laughs) Pretty (laughs) much unforgivable. So,
0: one of the hottest takes that we've talked about on this pod is uh, Megan's take that this... The city of uh, Tree Hill, North Carolina, is um, essentially 16th century, like yeah. Europe, <laughs> with with uh yeah the, the best, bastards
2: and stuff. Where yeah, the best line it was the that I don't know if it was Pat or who it was, but it's uh Luke, Lucas Snow. Yeah, that was
0: Pat who <laughs> said Lucas Snow. I mean, this is 2003. It's not like 1527. Like, why? I, there's a, no way. It's that, another
2: thing where it's like. Wait, has the town not had sixteen or seventeen years to deal with this? Are they, and did they all just just became a thing because he's on the basketball team.
0: Does no Nobody. one no one has kids out of wedlock in this town? There's <laughs> a zero the percent kids the, out of wedlock. He's the
2: only kid without a dad.
0: Yeah, like I, it's just it's it blew my mind how hard. That, I feel like they've already kind of started to tail back on that a little bit. The awareness yeah. oh, has yeah. kicked in of For like, sure. okay, we can't just keep making bastard jokes. Because it's not the 1500s, and,
2: and because even like even high school kids who are the most ruthless people on the planet, even high school kids wouldn't regularly rip on you for not having a
0: dad. It's just so it's, below the belt. It's, it's pretty below the belt. Like yes, yeah, so I there's bullying that happens and stuff, but yeah, that's it's that was pretty relentless. Um, okay, should we get into episode eight? Let's do it. So these were the two that we watched. Uh, episode eight: Search for something more. AKA I call this Brooke's coming out party. <laughs> I loved Brooke in this episode. Should we just get By in I loved, do you mean thought that she
2: was insane? Or No,
0: so this is what we were talking about. Like for me, episode eight was the first episode that, like I was, like, emotionally, for the first time, connecting with Brooke. And it was because in episode so- eight well, should we lay out the what's going on first yeah so episode eight they brooke feels bad if you recall in our last podcast it left off Brooks just like drunkenly just leaving this entire town in her wake she's throwing mad jabs and calling everyone's bullshit out in front of everyone so at the beginning of episode eight she's like going on an apology tour and she's like hey uh peyton i'm sorry for calling you out with lucas and like call and making you kiss him in front of everyone She's going to Haley like, hey, I'm sorry, I read your fucking secret letter to Nathan uh, to the entire school for laughs. And so she's on an apology tour right now and wanting to get some good karma back because sure. of that. So her plan, one of her plans is that she's going to take Peyton to a college bar slash party. On that note. Yeah. Do you know where she, where they actually
2: are? Do you- did you put this together no so first of all they are at Duke okay and they're in a dorm they're in a dorm they're in a dorm it makes no sense when they walk in that looks like I a noticed bar that
1: because they're like is that your dorm, your room or something
2: yeah so that's that's why the okay so they're at, they're at a they're at a bar slash dorm they're in <laughs> a, a dorm with a bar inside of it just like and a, in the middle of the hallway
0: I'm pretty sure there was a
2: live band. Entirely possible. I,
0: I, I'm like 80% sure there's a live band playing, and that's why I assumed it was out at a bar. So they go to this bar. Um, Brooks, per usual, just trying to fuck anyone with a dick and a pulse. Classic Brook. Up to this point. Does, does the person have to have a dick? He doesn't have to have a I, pulse. <laughs> <laughs> so either a dick or a pulse. Yeah. That's all. One either or. or either or. Doesn't need both. Um, they go in, and... Uh, immediately classic Brooks style she just leaves Peyton fend for herself and she just goes to try and fuck some guy fun fact the guy she goes to have sex with is the lead on a teen drama that was on ABC for got cancelled in less than a year around this same time period life as we know it you you? probably never saw that no did you? I watched every episode I was so pissed when I got cancelled actually uh, one of the teens also fun fact in that show is now the guy in Glow the uh, guy who always wears the suit jacket with the sleeves rolled up. The the, the owner who bankrolls the whole oh, yeah, thing. Oh, hilarious. And he's uh, one of the teen friends of that guy in One Tree Hill in uh, the show. Um, she goes there. She starts making out with that guy. Doesn't matter. The important thing that happens is that Peyton decides that some s- sketchy fucking dude who's got black nail polish on, who's sitting in complete darkness in his dorm room listening to death music... That's the place that she wants to go hang out, which, and we'll get into why
2: this gives it a bad name. But they really, I really feel like they go out of their way to give uh, guys that listen to vinyl records a bad name, which I kind of took personally. Yeah, it. That, that's should what they're get they're, into why he's a bad they're, guy. They're, <laughs> they're, so they're yeah. So they're bonding over his vinyl record collection. Yeah. She's not drinking, but he convinces her. You know, one drink. Just have one drink. Hey, just to relax. he goes over to his dresser to pour some Jack Daniels into a uh, cup. And then just gets a smirk on his face and pulls out a just a classic pack of roofies.
0: Oh, a classic pack of roofies, dude.
2: Just pops one roofie in there, again, with just a smirk on his face. Handing her her first drink of the night with a, uh, just, a just a little roofie in there.
0: Okay, so I don't know.
2: We're... Again, this is at Duke, so shades of the uh, Duke lacrosse team.
0: Okay, so we we pledged a fraternity for six weeks. <laughs> in College, <laughs> I never ran into any of this, but I know this happens. But like, this guy was just like so open about it.
2: Yeah, that was the thing. Like, like,
0: it's it's one of those things we were joking
2: about it while we were watching episode nine tonight. But like, the the way that they try to tackle the tough issues in some in teen dramas yeah. sometimes is so just oh. it's just handled so
0: poorly. <laughs> You know what it reminds me of? It's just so sloppy the way they do this. How they tackle some of these tough issues, with air quotes, is... It's a tough issue. It's a real tough issue, date rape. Yeah, I don't know why I put that (laughs) in air quotes, to be honest. Date rape is serious kids. Um, How they tackle these tough issues is on par with... Um, Saved by the Bell, when they realized they needed to get, like, a drug, like, a drug addiction scene. Or an AIDS episode. (laughs) And in Saved by the Bell, they just got Jesse Spano addicted to caffeine pills. And that's how they attacked it, like, how they attacked, uh, like, high school drug use. Basically, he was just,
2: like, taking the stuff truckers take that they buy at the gas station.
0: Hold on, I'm gonna put, put a clip in here. Saved by the Bell, Jesse Spano addicted to caffeine.
2: It's okay. Everything
0: will be okay. okay. Yeah. I just need one of these pills. You mean you really are taking drugs? I need them. Jesse, give me those. I need them. Zach, yes. I have to sing. Jesse, you can't sing tonight.
2: Yes, I can. I'm so excited. I'm so
1: excited.
0: I'm so I'm scared. Jesse, Jesse. <laughs> Do you remember that scene? She's no, like, I don't. I'm so excited and I just can't. She's just listening to that song and she's just doing that. And then um, at the end, I think it's either Zach or Slater comes over to her and she's just like, he's like trying to hold her and like hug her. And she's like, I'm so excited. I'm so scared. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so. Hall of Fame TV moment.
0: Uh, yeah, I I don't want to, you know, compare date rape, roofie drugs to caffeine pills and Saved by the Bell, but... We can compare how teen shows handle the tough issues. Yes. So, anyways, this guy just full-on inserts the roofies in, waits like the 15, 20 minutes till she is just completely incapacitated, and then just, we got a date rape situation happening. Yeah. Once she's, like, all roofied out, he just says...
2: Are you doing okay? And she like slurs her words. So yeah. he gets that same smirk, turns around, turns up his music, and closes the door. And uh, yeah, we've got a
0: real tough situation. It's right. tough, dude. Tough. Jules, what are your thoughts on the date rape scene from a girl's perspective? Tough?
1: Yeah, I thought it was really hard to watch.
0: You gotta get closer. <laughs> you're so far away. You're almost in the other room. <laughs> I'm <laughs> just, just trying to wake Jules to up. <laughs> So what what are your thoughts on that situation?
2: Ever been roofied by a guy with black fingernails? Maybe can twice. That's
1: it. It's happened to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are we taking this out? Have you been roofied?
1: No, I just was so awkward.
0: Joel's is saying I to cut say that it. out. <laughs>
1: Yes, I am saying you cut it kind out of because I got awkward. I didn't know if I should take this, like, serious or, like, try to make a joke it. No, take it serious. It, take it or, serious.
0: Like, what would you, What's going through your head when you're watching that? Because we're seeing it from a guy's point of view. Okay, here. So let what me, actually
1: me, was going through my head, to be real, was, like, this one did the show air? like 10 years ago before I think there was like a lot of awareness around it so it was interesting to see like how they aired it and if it would be aired the same way today because I don't think it would be so I was trying to think of like what message it was sending to like teens and college students and that sort of thing but now there's so much awareness around it and the whole thing's with the universities and fraternities and stuff that I don't think it would have been handled the same way, well, I all, or aired the same and, way. And and that's what actually was going through my mm-hmm. head, that so I, much has changed yeah. in 10 years. That
2: was and, a very deep thought. And part of part of that, of how it would have been different, is like, I feel like in 2003, that was totally the, the image people had in their mind of date rape. It was a cliche. It was, it was a cliche that, for date rape to occur, it had to be some creepy guy straight up putting a roofie in your drink. Couldn't be a way less creepy guy not taking no for no. Or, yeah. like, there's a, a million ways it can <clears> happen <throat> yeah. that are a lot more realistic than a guy straight up having a pack of roofies. And I was actually thinking
1: the same thing, that it's almost, like, misleading that it's this obvious. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no,
0: because I had that same thought. Like, when it's I. it's
1: not how it happened. I, right.
0: I was watching it, I was going, uh, Peyton, you walk past a room with a guy, like, it's completely pitch black, the guy is listening to, like, this music, so I don't, and I he's just, in the back corner of a couch looking sketchy as fuck, like... I'm not blaming her obviously for what happened, but I'm just sitting there well, going, "The way they said that up, yeah." But that's
2: like it's more the fact that she like, she ignored the red flags, but it's more the fact that like, yeah, red flags the, the all red, over the place. That kind the guy did though. it in such in but, such a cliche, like ridiculous, over the top way. So that's so not the part the that was
1: like I was turned off by not him,
2: head. but the way that he just dropped a that, literally dropped but, a pill into a drink that he was making.
1: Yeah, like I'm like, okay, you're in high school, it's toss it was like super obvious and stuff I think it was to your point earlier that now it's like yeah it's not just as obvious putting a
2: or or the guy as obvious as the guy who's sitting alone in his room painting his finger it's guy's got a
0: backwards upside down visor exactly (laughs) he's making jungle juice (laughs) and he's popping like 10 roofies in to just get everyone fucked up
2: that or it's like the uh Brock Turner Stanford swimmer thing where it's like yeah a girl who's trying to like walk home from the party and you know, it just happens because she's alone. It's not like in the middle of a party. I don't know. I, I just, just wish... But when yeah, that was, the... was
1: my exact thing was yeah. just yeah. like, I don't think it would be... I don't think this would happen today in yeah. terms of being aired that way just because there's so much sensitivity around it. So it was still like hard to watch, but I was more focused on how things have changed in the last 10 years.
2: Yeah. Um, it was very Saved by the Bell caffeine pills, <laughs> the way that they... Like, yeah. The, uh, the amount of care they took with it.
0: Yeah, so... To bring it all the way back. So that happens, and Brooke, she like freaks out. She goes in there, she like beats down the door, she gets Peyton out of that shitty situation, and then she doesn't know what to do, so she calls Lucas. So then what happens is Lucas goes there, and honestly, dude, what are your thoughts when Lucas gets mad?
2: I have, I'm so happy you asked. I'm so excited to talk about this, because first of all, he walks in there, he's supposed to be all huffed up, and he's banging on the door, and he, he looks like the least int- intimidating person in the world, and nobody's going to open it, so, again, this is where he goes, go get your RA, <laughs> and he's, like, so, <laughs> doesn't seem mad RA. that matter intimidating, and then he goes to kick the door open, and I almost died laughing, because he literally just, like, toe-kicks the bottom <laughs> of the door, <laughs> Yeah, <it's laughs> he's, toe like, kick. toe-pokes it, and the door, like... Just like opens as if it was like had been cracked before he before he kicked. So it. he's breaking every toe. Like <laughs> oh my god, all toes are broken yeah, completely.
0: Yeah. So the fact that he's not crippled based on how he kicked down that door <laughs> this is all my over door.
2: going And and again, the door would not have budged. At and all. I'm surprised he
0: didn't make this noise when he kicked it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs>
2: <It's> <laughs> essentially, the the kick he gave. It was and he goes in and uh, Mr. Date Rape guy's is like, sup? Dude, get out of here! Get What's out of here, dude! What are you doing? And Lucas obviously has to do the whole, I'm the good guy, supposed <laughs> to be at least somewhat tough guy of the show. Yeah. So he's going to like beat him up or whatever. And it was so unconvincing. Yes. Yes. Date rape guy literally just decides to stand there with his arms at his side and get punched in the face a couple times. Yeah, doesn't fight back Doesn't at do
0: all. anything. Literal. So, okay. Let's put ourselves in the mind of a date rapist. Mm-hmm. If we... Are shitty enough of human beings that we are just gonna roofy chicks, and then so, then the girl who you are about to essentially just full on sexually assault, full on rape, is taken out of your care. Mm-hmm. That is air quotes. That is an air quotes time. Out yes. of your care, and now you're just blue balled on top of it. So you're a fucking psychopath. You've been blue balled, and now this pussy kicks down your dorm room door and comes in and starts like wanting to fight with you, I feel like you're at least putting up a fucking fight. If you're that date rapist.
2: That date rapist. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that date rapist? What a pussy, dude!
0: What a pussy rapist! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That
1: definitely did that. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Look... Nobody here's got a problem with the date rapist getting beat up. Just wish that Chad, I'm only calling Chad, Chad, Michael Murray, Chad
0: from now on. I just wish that Chad seemed like he could actually beat up a date rapist. Dude, I am convinced. So Pat and I were talking about this. Like, it's just clear. Like, he doesn't have it when it comes to that Ryan Atwood. Like, oh, shit. Uh-oh. 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 Don't tell him. Don't tell Ryan no. that. He's going to go he beat have, his ass. He doesn't have that He doesn't have he that. Doesn't at have that. Not at all. Jules. That's true. Let me ask you. You're a Lucas girl, right? Most ladies are?
1: Yes. But I think it's also just because I'm not a Nathan fan.
0: Okay. So by default. Right. D- does this thing with Lucas not... You still think he's like you're? You're turned on by him and still think he's a hot guy, even watching like how much he just like looks like a pussy when he's trying to beat ass.
1: I mean, this might be bad, but I didn't even think about it until you guys said it, and now I'm like, oh, God yeah, that's damn true.
0: it! Dude. This is clearly just a guy thing. Like, if you notice a guy who just like he looks like such a pussy. Well, that's also, it's also girls aren't gonna notice it. It's the
2: storytelling. Like, yeah, it, like, everything's a little. You're you're just <clears throat> expecting the good guy to be able to beat up the bad guy and if you're not thinking about it too critically, like you yeah just let it wash over you. But if you're paying enough attention, it's just like
0: It like makes you say, your like, stomach he, hurt.
2: He toe kicked the
0: door. <laughs> <laughs> he toe kicked it. Ah! Yeah, I any okay, so anyways, let's yeah, now, I
1: thought the okay, I didn't think too much about yeah. it. I thought it seemed believable.
0: So now let's go. Besides
1: off. the fact that all of a sudden he's like, "Yep, yeah, my roofies are right
0: there." Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Then he just—that's what I'm saying, dude. Oh like, uh, no, the best and line. He's like,
1: "I'm gonna call the police, or yeah. you tell me where they are."
2: You, yeah. Or you tell me what you gave her. And the the rapists, the date rapist response was literal. He just goes, "Dude, it was not—it was just one roofie. It was nothing." <laughs> that's
0: what I'm saying. That was roofie. the part that I was like, "Wait, no one would ever." You literally just, just like, said you he roofied her. <laughs> yeah. That guy, like, I would—he would never cop to it. He would just. He would first fight the fuck out of Lucas and beat the shit out of him. And also, he would never just admit to this random 16 and a half year old who toe kicked his door down and <laughs> broke his foot and hobbled in to like confront him that like, oh, it was me. <laughs> oh, I there's did There's one it. roofie. Hey, come on. I did What's it. the big deal with one roofie? Hey, man, okay, don't call my RA,
2: it. man. It's not my fault she's a lightweight and
0: one roofie knocked her out. <laughs> well, yeah, wait, that. chicken and a roofies, dude. <laughs> I'm keeping that in. Yeah, I'm keeping serious. that in. That's stays. Go, Jules. What you are your thoughts? Say that.
1: No, I was gonna say back to the, the thing where you were like, oh, it was super obvious that he was like sketching, he was gonna rape her. I had no clue.
2: You weren't ready for that?
1: Not at all. I was like, oh, they have this like connection on music.
2: Oh no! And I, I was when like, she walked into the room.
1: Oh, was she gonna like him instead of Lucas? Like I yeah, that was, I was, that she was not, gonna date yeah,
2: like, him?
0: I yeah. was like, oh this guy's with bad news. Oh, I'm with I was Jules thinking, on that. I thought it was oh, gonna be like, oh, he's edgy artistic, guy, you know, She's competition gonna
1: competition for Lucas. Oh. Yeah. I was man. blindsided.
2: I definitely didn't know. I definitely I didn't just... know at the beginning of the scene that that's where it was headed, but as soon as he went over to pour her, like was so pushy on pouring her a drink and then I knew that's where it was headed. That, you don't that drink moment. Jack? Yeah, you don't you don't like a little Jack? Come on, just one. As soon come as he on. was like, come on, one drink. He's like, oh, I know where this is going.
0: Um, okay, so now way, let's bring it way back. Brooke. Brooke, though, after all this happens, after all the doors get kicked down by broken toes, and after all the date rape drugs have been given. I thought you said let's go way back. Well, I brought it up. <laughs> we, we started all that talking about Brooke specifically. So okay. to go all the way back to just Brooke, I would say that, after that scene, when Lucas, Peyton, and Brooke are just in her room, Peyton's sleeping it off. In that moment, when Sleep, she's sleeping off the roofie? She's sleeping off the roofie. This one? In that moment, maybe I'll, I'll just put a clip in. going me put a clip in. Here it is.
2: That must have been really hard for your mom. So you two are pretty close. Yeah. We do a lot
0: of stuff together, we talk. She's really great.
1: Sounds nice. My parents would rather throw cash at me and send me
2: on my way than spend any time with me. Listen, you can come some sleep if you want. I'll watch her for a while.
0: Okay. Rather stay and talk to you if you don't mind. I don't mind. That's where I was like, okay, for the first time, Brooke, I'm emotionally with her. I have not been emotionally with her yet, so this will be a good conversation, good time to have the conversation about you think she's realistically been trying to give with Lucas this whole time. I have, I know she's been saying it, but I've never felt it until this episode when her and Lucas connected emotionally. So that's where I was saying, I think she
2: was since like episode probably three been legitimately interested in him as like boyfriend material episode two which was her first episode that was when she was just like oh new hot guy on the basketball team yeah and then pretty quickly after that she was saying to peyton like i think he's actually like legit boyfriend material and i think that was her real opinion at that point but it was Lucas blowing her off saying, oh, she's just like the slutty girl. That's not, I'm not taking her seriously. I think this is a scene where he starts to take
0: her seriously. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So maybe that's a good point because he's the protagonist. They're essentially giving this entire show like it's through his eyes. So maybe yeah, he's definitely
2: the one you're supposed to be rooting for the hardest.
0: So maybe that was the moment when in his eyes, that was the first time he connected with her yeah. emotionally. That's a good point. So then, that was the first time I did too, but he, yeah, I love that point. That's good analytics. I think I ran e- the numbers. Either good analytics, right there on the teens. I think that is true, and I think maybe I just I can't connect with you emotionally until Lucas has done it first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that Lucas, about right? Are they cool? Can I get deep with them? Okay, you're cool. Um, so yeah,
2: on that. While we're on that topic, yeah. though. This is the other thing we were talking about, is that I feel like I might be in the minority, but I feel like Brooke has done nothing wrong in her pursuit of Lucas in terms of her friendship with Peyton. Okay, it's- so
0: let's, let's, let's back up and, and dive into the full context there. We have a love triangle, brewing. It's a Bruin. It's Bruin, and it's between Lucas, Peyton, and Brooke. So, what you're describing is, Brooke has just been outwardly trying to, like, f- suck Nathan's dick for episodes. I mean, Lucas's. Fuck. I always do that. Mm-hmm. By the way, real quick, Pat and I have mixed up Lucas and Nathan's names at least ten times per podcast, and it's miserable to go in and try and edit <laughs> around us constantly doing that. So, yes. Brooke has been trying to, like, get with Nathan. Fuck! <laughs> Oh, so Brooke has been trying to get with Lucas for a while. Um, it's never felt real to me. Now it's emotional connection. Peyton and Lucas, it's just been will they, won't they. There's a lot of, like, sexual tension between them. But Peyton just won't fully commit. So now it's like, all right, to your point, Brooke is ready to fully commit. They're, all three people are single in this scenario. So what's the problem?
2: Well, I feel like the the show also is kind of trying to make you like it's trying to set it up that because like you said before lucas is the main protagonist yeah and he is clearly more interested through the first few episodes in peyton that that is this you know ryan and marissa yeah you gotta root for it you're supposed to be rooting for but she peyton's still dating nathan when he that's going on yeah and brooke is already like I'm way into Lucas and calling him gorgeous like to his face and stuff and and telling Peyton that she's trying to make it happen. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: It's just because she's pursuing Lucas, not the other way around. I think the other thing that hurts uh, Brooke in this instance is that she was not in the pilot and in the pilot there's all this staring and all this sexual tension between Peyton and Lucas and it's like, yeah, you're going, as a viewer, you're like, uh, this needs to happen. So, Hard. getting into, like, the, you know, six, seven, <clears throat> eight range of episodes,
2: it's like, it's almost like the show is trying to make you feel like she's being a bad friend by going after Lucas. So, but, again, she's been going going after him
0: since Peyton was dating somebody else. So, good, good time to bring Jules back in, because that was one of your thoughts, was... Brooke is yeah. being a horrible friend.
1: Okay, but I only saw the last two episodes, and I don't remember the first mm-hmm. six. So
2: important ep- note: Jules has a terrible memory. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and I also watched it twelve years ago. What was it? So you, Bam. but when
0: you make that comment when we're watching it, what where's so your So my hat? comment
1: was like, I didn't know all of that background. So when Leon explains it that way, yes, I agree. She hasn't done anything wrong, and she never really did anything wrong in the episodes I watched I guess I just had assumed that Lucas and Peyton had had this history and you have to remember I like
0: in episode seven going forward so like I'm
1: not able to like separate I think
0: Brooke had more empathy though in a lot of those scenes where she's just like it's clear that Peyton and Lucas she's Peyton's best friend she knows that they have something going on they may not be dating I didn't know that
1: from the last two episodes
0: she's definitely not a perfect perfect person
1: person.
2: I know she's not an a-plus flawless person I think she could have had a little more empathy but with purely in, Like she's pure. I'm just saying, she's purely in the
0: clear, totally fair game to be pursuing. Yeah, look. Lucas. Fucking Peyton, it's like shit or get off the pot. You've had a lot of episodes where Lucas was not giving a oh. single look at Brooke to get with him, and you just haven't. So now... Brooke was literally throwing herself <clears throat> at
2: Lucas, and he wasn't taking it because he was into Peyton. Yeah.
1: But that's what, they just want to make it complicated. Like, right. okay, now that they can finally be together, he might have feelings for But us.
2: there's so literally saying, classic a Classic love triangle. Yes. There's literally a scene at the beginning of the episode, in episode nine, where Peyton specifically says to Lucas, we're just friends. You're cool with us being just friends, yeah. right? Yeah, next sickness. So, then after that, for them to, for the show to try to make you think that Brooks being, like, a bad friend, it's like, wait, what? She literally just said we're just friends we're not dating
0: yeah, but
1: I didn't, yeah clear I mixed guess.
0: signals but I think it's it's obvious to me that Peyton does really like Lucas and her saying that is bullshit it's you even yeah. see it in an episode Brooke, no well, it's the I know right. Right. but Sometimes. Brooke can't yeah. I know Brooke can't know that either because if, if you're no t- no
2: I'm not saying she can't know. I'm saying <clears throat> sure Peyton might deep down really like him but Brooke also likes him. She, she but it's have the to part
1: when like Brooke tells um, Peyton, like, "Oh, you didn't know he's, you didn't know he was such a great kisser or whatever." And then Peyton's face, like, was like, oh. "Yeah," and she just walked away. Yeah. But obviously, she didn't have time to like feel out the reaction or anything. But yeah. like, That's where. But that's it's, where like I if you were say, really good friends, you would probably I don't know. That's where I would yeah.
2: also say yeah. though Peyton knew Brooke was into Lucas, and she made out with Lucas, and didn't like. Feel bad about it. So. Yeah,
0: you're you're a Brooke guy through and through. I just I feel I don't like she's getting, a, for she's getting a bad rap. I love her raspy voice. I love it a lot. So I'm not going to fault you for that. These are classic teen complicated issues, you guys. Yeah. If we're not having healthy debate about this, then what are we doing? You know, this is a teen
2: podcast. Shut the podcast down when those debates end.
0: Okay, let let's uh, zag here. Let's go to Nathan and Haley because I would be remissed. <laughs> Why don't <laughs> nice you clarify AD. that?
2: Because yeah. I, for all, all the podcast listeners out there who have been uh, loyally listening to every episode, you may have heard BD use the term remissed about, I don't know, 15 times by now, <laughs> which isn't a word. It's just remiss is the word. Right. I've, I finally remembered to tell him that recently.
0: Yeah. So I would be remiss if <laughs> I didn't discuss Nathan and Haley, um, because this shit is heating up, dude. Um, I want to play a clip of their first fucking kiss at the end of episode eight here it is i don't know how to do this all right i'm i'm not like you
2: what does that mean
0: all right, i screw up a lot all right and being around you i just i don't want to be that guy anymore
1: well, who do you want to be nathan
0: i want to be somebody who's good enough to be seen with you
2: you should have thought of that last night. You know, I keep I keep putting myself out there, and you keep blowing it. And it's probably a good thing, because at this point, there's nothing that you can say or do that's going to surprise me. Except that. You shouldn't
0: Okay, couple things. One, unreal line by Nathan. If you recall, right before this, they're out on a date, and he's still embarrassed to be seen with like the nerdy girl, and his boys come up, and they're like, Nathan, what's up, dude? By the way, real quick.
2: That point guard guy?
0: How insane are Nathan's crony friends, in terms of just the, I don't know if these human beings exist.
2: Pretty outrageous, especially to the point where I always think this is so funny when this happens in a show where he's the clear undisputed ringleader and they'll like, yeah. lick his boots and do whatever he tells them to yeah. do. And then in this moment so they and then in this moment they come up and like all of a sudden the tables are turned and he's worried that they're going to make fun of him. It's yeah.
0: Like, like dude, they're
2: they're your little bitches. Let just yeah. you're the leader. They'll, they'll do whatever you're you the said. the leader. Like, that's all you literally there's just this gigantic plot point about how you just decided to turn them all against Lucas and and did it in the matter of like 5 seconds.
0: So they, th- those guys are insane. I don't know if I could like go on for his idiot friends for way too long. But they all come up when he's out to dinner with Haley and they're like, what are you doing here, man? with this nerd. they're essentially like, this chick? Ew! She's got glasses and paint on her overalls, dude." And I, I don't get it because it's like Haley is super attractive by all standards. They don't even really dress her nerdy. She is just didn't, attractive.
2: Didn't you forget that though? Like in hindsight, didn't you think? Totally. She I thought that was so weird because I had never watched it, and as soon as I turned it on, I was like, "I thought there was only yeah. two, like two hot girls in this." From hearing BD talk about it, but there's clearly
0: three. So Jules, you're you watched this back in the day. Did you have thoughts of like Haley's a huge nerd? Just like thinking back, like your lingering thoughts were like, "Oh Haley, she's the nerd," right?
1: Yeah, I don't think I thought much about it. I just was like, yeah, but she's the girl that could have never gotten Nathan, but somehow did.
0: And then when you watch it back now, I mean, I'm just sitting there thinking, like, how is this girl and So, yeah, have
1: you ever seen One, uh, not One, uh, Walk to Remember?
0: Yeah, I've seen it.
1: Okay, so that girl is like...
0: Oh, Mandy That Moore. was like
1: my favorite. Yeah, I know, you hate Mandy Moore. But she was... Well, I
0: hate her in This Is Us, but I actually gotta say, Walk to Remember, not that bad.
1: Yeah. So she was like a true nerd oh, yeah. like wore her like grandma's yeah. dresses frumpy
0: outfits did, made her,
1: and then the popular guy fell in love with her and that was like a true wow how did this happen yes yeah, no, this that's, is not sort of that situation but that's
2: exactly the paint on her overalls thing like there's no way you're making mandy more look S- ugly so, yeah no so, no
0: but no, i see what jules did. is saying she had like least hair break they at least,
1: hair, gray, they at least, least dressed
0: her yes they they put her in like Weird outfits. So you're saying that
2: they should they should have at least leaned more into the thing that they're making fun of, and, and she was not like, always, yeah, and like put her in some jeans, he give her on glasses, them. Yeah. <laughs> or some some overall some thing. Like, She's instead, wearing low rise, yeah.
0: low cut, low rise jeans, and a, she has an unreal body, and and like it's just like there's, and they're showing it off, and there's no way that this girl is a nerd. Yeah, at least throw some paint on those fucking yeah. low rise yeah. jeans, yeah. dude. Fuck. But I like that comp. Perfect comp, Walk to Remember. Yeah. Um, so to go back, that's the context, the way too long context around that scene is that they're coming, Nathan and Haley are coming fresh off of where he just slammed her in front of his bros. And then he shows up to her house. He's like throwing rocks on her window trying to get her to come out. And she's just already standing outside. And he gives that line where he says, I want to be someone who's good enough to be seen with you. It's a good line. It's a good line because it's like him saying, "No, I wasn't ashamed of you there with my friends. I was ashamed of me." Although that that's clearly tr- wasn't that's transparently bullshit. It was <laughs> such bullshit, but still a great line. I love how he turned it around, though.
2: Yeah. And then um, I thought her her line was terrible, though. She said something along the lines of. At this point, there's just nothing you can do or say to surprise me. And then he leans in and kisses her. Except
0: that. <laughs> I was like, oh. Dude, God. I loved it. I fucking <laughs> loved it. I don't know. So, I just was all about that. And you know why? It's probably because this song is playing. Dare You to Move by Switchfoot. or is like... And I'm just like, uh, well, I was all in. It was just fucking all in. And, um, dude, by the you don't that, like that's the, most, that's
2: the most 2003 thing I could possibly think of. Dude, Switch it just,
0: also the reason I loved it with that song is Nathan did my first kiss move. Do you have a first kiss move? No. Or did you? Back in the day. (laughs) Didn't, still don't. I totally had a first kiss move and Nathan did it. Jules, you can weigh in on this if you would appreciate this. My first kiss move was always go in, I initiate. Because I know there's no way she's ever going to initiate a kiss. I mean, she's coming off, if if I've played this right, she's coming off like three straight months of hating the fuck out of me. (laughs) So there's no way she's going to initiate. She's kind of still disgusted by me. I go in for a kiss, I initiate, but it's just a quick, like, it's a quick peck to just say like, hey, I want to do this, I mean business. But then I pull away. It's a business peck? It's a business move.
1: (laughs) You pull away to like read her I pull away,
0: because I don't, I'm never, I'm never going to go in for a full makeout. It's just to go in to say like, look, I want to be kissing you, I don't want there to be any like confusion, I do want to kiss you. I go in, initiate it, take away the whole shittiness of, like, the initiation part, and then just pull back, and then just kind of wait.
1: For her to go in then? For
0: then her to go in for the real, like, the full-on. How many times has that backfired? But back what part? happens if she doesn't never never like, waiting
1: for you? Okay.
0: It's never even... Well, if she, if I go in and kiss her and she knows, okay, like... It's it's clearly on right now. If she doesn't want to go back in for more, then it's like okay, I misread this situation, and clearly she does not want to be kissing back. So then I can just not, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's not. not. If I go in with an aggressive makeout, and that backfires. And then you have to have like the talk. Like, yeah, now you're oh, creepy I'm as fuck. No. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's never actually. I have a pretty good success rate. It's like low quantity, but like it's never backfired. On small the small sample time. size. Small sample <laughs> size, but it's a hundred percent of the time it works
2: since. We we already you already mentioned that it was you went in for a business pack. So is, it, is this how is this your negotiating tactic too?
0: Yeah, for to make deals. Yeah, you go in and kiss place. them a little bit. And then. Yeah, I yeah I'm always dude. Sales are never marginal when you're going in for a business pack. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so Jules, do you like that move or does it do. creep you out? I you do did. like that yeah. move. Okay. Do you wish have done that move without with you?
1: being aggressive? I yeah. think I initiated our first kiss.
2: Oh okay. Yeah. I'd say I'm going to give the alcohol credit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the alcohol initiated our first kiss. Also the fact that it was New Year's.
0: I'm so, so glad I was so there amazing. for that. I mean, I didn't see it go down, but I was there. How bad do you wish you saw it? 10 out of 10. I thought
1: just Pat was there, honestly.
0: No, actually. There's a lot that, of people there. So, fun fact, I thought
1: you bailed on going there. Me and just...
0: Pat both did. We bailed on Zerb. who we all went there together with yeah, Anna, yeah, HR, yeah. who's now the HR representative of this Vicarious Living podcast. All four of us were there. Um, and then Pat and I and Anna were just ready to go and couldn't find Zerb. And we were like 30% sure he had found a girl, but we weren't 70% sure. Oh, you didn't sure.
1: actually know that he was... We
0: knew, like I think Pat was with you for pieces of that night. So yeah. he, I think he confirmed that you did find like a girl, the girl. That's the girl. one. <laughs> <laughs> but we weren't totally sure if you were still with her or if like it was, we didn't know if you had just were talking to her for a little while and then, you know, you went off to go hang out with your friends and you came back looking for us. So we just made a, we just made a decision, like, let's just hope that it's the girl he's going to marry one day. And we just bounced. And then you called us as we were like driving home. I think he said like, you guys still here or whatever? And we're like, oh, well, I think we're, we're outside, but we're thinking about leaving. I mean, if you're cool, stay back. If you're, if you're good. And I think you were like. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to stay. Yeah, I'm just going to stay here whatever. I got to
2: It's I'm not going to lie, it's hazy, but I think I was telling you
0: go. You guys can go. <laughs> you did the uh you did the uh Robin Williams clip. Sorry guys, I got to see about a girl. I got to go see about a girl. That's <laughs> son of a bitch stole my line. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, should we get into um Oh, let's just say the the real quick thing before we get into episode 9. Just to update with what's happening with Karen. She's just decided she's going to go to Italy for six weeks? The right decision. Uh, dude, there's no one else to watch. Keith. That, no, I'm not counting Keith. I buy that. All I'm right, not. I, it's just dead, dude. And
1: six weeks isn't He's... that long. For her to, like, her dream, and you're just going to get out. Okay, it let me
0: ask you this. Zurb's yep. not around. Yes. You still got the little one running around. But Except now the little one is 16 and a half.
1: Right. Zerb's
0: not around. It's just Fake Zerb. Yeah. Who's hanging out on the weekends with mm-hmm. you? It's just Are my, you just going to go my shorter,
2: less athletic brother?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him Nick. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Nick. Nick, Nick AK, your little guy's fake dad is just hanging out on the weekends. So I'm you're not just gonna obviously in that situation
1: weeks? right now and I wouldn't do it at this time in my life with a fifteen month son. Right. I always want to say yeah. But it's hard to picture what it would be like when he's almost seventeen, but I would feel like I would be comfortable leaving for six weeks. Like I would hope that I would be in a point in my life where it's like as long as you're leaving is someone
2: there. Yeah. Like that you trust at all. Like and you're not leaving him completely. I'm doing by himself. it to dude, like, but Keith can't even
0: be a good fake dad. Why? She I has like
1: full play. trust in him.
2: That's
0: not Keith's fault. Okay, so we're on different sides of the coin on that. I just, I guess, think back I to would like totally our high school, school experience and what we would have been doing, and we would have just literally just been having. Pe- all I'd be thinking about if I were Karen is how many parties this kid's going to be hey, having Keith's, at our house. he's living me home
1: my senior year of high school for all six the time. weeks. No, but Keith's for like living the in the house.
0: Yeah, he's not home alone. All right, we're going to be on different sides of the coin on that.
1: Like, if you said six months, absolutely not. If you said three months, mm, probably not. But six weeks, like, that's really It's a month and a half. Yeah.
0: Hey, look. What's going
1: to change in a month and a half for your dream school?
0: I'll default to you guys because you guys are both parents, and I'm not.
1: Well, I'm saying at this point in my life, I wouldn't do it, so I actually have no clue what I would do in 16 years. I would just hope that I would be confident enough to leave my 17-year-old
2: son. 17-slash-27.
0: So I guess if it is Lucas who literally takes his first sip of beer uh, of his entire life in this episode, I guess, yeah, you could be okay with it. Um, okay, so let's just tran- let's transition into episode nine, and let's just start off episode nine with fucking Whitey. Joel's loves him. Apparently. Okay, explain your thoughts on Whitey, because this fucking podcast hates that old man.
1: I like <laughs> that his whole life is centered around this, like, Basketball team and I don't know. You can't help but feel for him.
0: So you Is feel sorry like, for him?
1: Kind of, but like in a way, like I'm rooting for him.
0: What? Like, what? I think
1: it might be I'm rooting for him because I feel sorry for him in a way. <laughs> I don't know. Is so, he married? I don't remember anything about His, his wife,
0: wife died. His wife. Okay, died. there, definitely. His wife died, and he just sniffs cigars. <laughs> he doesn't S- smoke them. He doesn't smoke them. He sniffs them. Pat and I are convinced that he sniffs them after he just shoves him up his butt, and then he sniffs them. So him.
1: why do you hate him? so Okay, again, you love Coach Taylor, I know. Yeah. He's great. He's awesome.
0: Yeah. Apples and oranges.
1: Right, so that's what kind of like, but I feel like you don't like Whitey because you like Coach Taylor so much.
0: I think that, to answer your question, I think the biggest reason I hate Whitey is because it's it's clear that he knows nothing about sports. And it's clear that the writers who wrote for him know nothing about sports. So, like, I know you're rooting for him, but you're not being, like, I'm being bludgeoned over the head with, like, the glaring issues of him as a basketball coach. That's one. Two is he's kind of, in my opinion, falling into the Dan range a little bit, where they they don't have any layer-building moments with him. With Whitey, it's just all about him being a coach, and 98% of any of his dialogue is just hashtag inspirational quotes. Hashtag inspirational Whitey quotes that are just always the most, like, fellas, boys, it's always darkest before the dawn. His
2: actual quote that they come back to several times in the episode is, if you don't win tomorrow night, the sun's not going to rise in the morning. Yeah, That's it's not, like, not I don't,
1: inspirational. I, it's
2: actually the opposite. Yeah. I don't
0: know what to do with that. I don't know what to do with that. Like, okay, coach. Like, also, I'm watching him in the basketball games, and he's always just, like, I, I use this comparison, it always just looks like he's mic'd up on those episodes where, or on basketball games, where they can't play any, like, actual real strategy, so they just show the coach going like, play some D, try hard, and you're just like, why do you suck as a coach, old man? Like, retire, bitch.
2: I don't know if the chicken and the egg situation of if he has anything to do with it, but they really could have done so much more with the actual basketball parts of the show, other than it just being like, so oh, Nathan's really good, Lucas is really good, Dan was really good when he was younger. Yeah, uh,
0: that's it. Friday Night Lights, besides how they had to end every episode on a Hail Mary, the actual football scenes and how they talk strategy and, like, the, the stuff, exes the nose stuff nose
2: around The stuff foo- around the actual like,
0: playing of the football was incredible.
2: All of it The locker was room stuff, the practice stuff. Yeah. Just, the coaches, like, the pressure of it. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: They didn't nail that in. And, anyways, to answer your qu- to a long way around your question, I think the biggest thing that bothers me is he... They always give these side small characters, like, shots to succeed. I think of like Landry and Friday Night Lights, you get like shots. And you might only get a couple if you're really small. And but Whitey has been given a million shots. He has like been in every single episode. He's in the opening credits. And yet he is just not delivering ever to me. Like I never empathize with him. They I never what he 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 blabbed on about his wife. I still don't know
2: that story. We should look that guy up on IMDb or something. I wonder He's probably probably but I get the feeling that he was like a beloved character in a show from like this early '70s or something. Like, he has this, especially from the way they show the in credits, cred. that like, yeah, that he's supposed to be bringing something just to the show
0: just by being on it. He's just not. Good. Dude. What? Not only is he fucking still alive. Same birthday as me. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, like dude. He was in No Country for Old Men. It says best known um, by the public for his starring role as Maurice Minifield on Northern Exposure in 1990. That I guess is, he was coming off of that, and that's what he's most well known for. I mean, 13 years later or whatever. I, Yeah, I mean, so I could be totally wrong on that.
2: Um, in which case, feel free to edit this whole thing out. But I feel like... you're No, I think he. if he's most well-known from
0: that, he's coming right off of that. He's supposed that to be... I felt like he was supposed prior. to be
2: recognizable, but I don't recognize him, so I'm just like, why is this guy here?
0: Hmm. He has alopecia. <laughs> Hashtag whitey facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyways, um, I, 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 I don't connect with him. Actually, I am going to give him the MCITW this week again, and it's just for one scene. And you know the scene I'm talking about. (laughs) There's one scene. So, for this week's MCITW, that is the Marissa Cooper is the worst of the week. Brought to you by Wickloware. W-I-C-K-L-O-W. Wear. Be free and explore. Get all your outro gear. Wickloware.com. Type in the promo code VL. Check out. Get 10% off of your order. VL Swag. $30. Get them kids on Instagram or Wickloware.com. Whitey's getting the MCITW for one, his head is too big to put a baseball hat on
2: completely way too big
0: we saw that in the scene and two he just cancels practice he cancels the entire basketball team on the show
2: no i believe from what the sign says that he puts on the door and we'll get into why we haven't gotten into the entire storyline of why he does this yet but he puts a sign on the door that basically says he's canceling the entire sport of basketball (laughs) yeah it just says basketball canceled
0: yeah with no until further notice (laughs) and okay so let's describe
2: why so oh my god now this this was the actual
0: caffeine pills
2: from saved by the bell correct episode
0: nathan gets so excited on steroids
2: It's it's a it's a steroid episode uh they managed to handle it definitely way worse than Smash taking steroids. I know, steroids. that's what I was
0: thinking about. Is like any teen drama that has sports woven in, you have to tackle the tough issues of steroid use in high school. Of course. <laughs> which nobody ever saw happen. But Who's doing steroids in high school?
2: Of course it happens because we've got Nathan under so much pressure that he's got to perform. Primarily because... He's going up against a team that his dad scored has the record against this one team. Of, for, he scored 42 points. And Nathan tells him at the breakfast table that he intends to beat that record. And Dan just laughs in his face. <laughs> yeah, great great father-son moment
0: at breakfast. Yeah,
2: And tells him there's no way he will because he's not strong enough in the paint to get uh, garbage baskets. Which, as he describes
0: them. I could see that. though. I mean, yeah. so what? Nathan's like 6'4", six, 6'3", six, played in the show. I mean, yeah, I could see that. It, I gotta say, like, some of Dan's points I don't disagree with. Oh, God. I've been meaning to ask
2: you when you were going to pull the, the Caleb Nickel move and get decide you were on Dan's side. So... I didn't think it was possible.
0: That, I mean, look, we all know Dan is a massive piece of shit. I, I'm never going to be able to really side with him, but... They're, I don't think I ever agree with him, but I just find myself laughing at so much that he says. Because
2: his comic is like just comically it's, evil. It's literally it's so, comi- yeah. comically
0: evil. It's so bad. Like God, what was that one line he said today? Oh, he's talking about. Um, so when back to episode eight, when uh, he's talking about Haley going on a date with Nathan, the mom just goes like, "Why is Nathan not at dinner?" And then Dan says this clip. Nathan joining us?
2: Uh, no,
1: he had a date with Haley.
0: His tutor. Must be a mercy thing. You did not just say that. Come on. She's from Westover. Her father works for the power
2: company.
1: So what are you saying? That she's somehow beneath him?
2: Don't be so dramatic.
0: I'm just saying Nathan could do better.
2: Hmm, funny. That's what my parents said about you. It's probably
0: a pity date. Yeah, he's like, must be a mercy thing. Mercy thing. Or a pity and then thing. she says, like, Dan, and he's like, don't be dramatic. Nathan can do better. <laughs> So it's like those are the lines where I'm just like, I'm kind of all here for those lines of Dan just being a massive piece of shit. Anyways, um, what were you ta- saying about him?
2: The his whole speech that gets his son to take uh, steroids. Yeah, yeah. Is him telling him that a, there's no way he's gonna break his dad's his own dad's scoring record because he sucks, and b, the reason the main reason he sucks is because he's not strong enough in the paint. So obviously. The only possible response to that is to take steroids.
0: Obviously, yeah. Um, so there was another clip. I know we're just gonna have a lot pepper and a lot of clips here, but to go back to um, Whitey canceling bra- uh, basketball practice. No, not practice, just basketball. Get, sorry, the, him canceling it in general um, because of Nathan's steroid use. That's that's why he's canceling basketball for the whole city of Tree Hill, North Carolina. Because with he two points,
2: the problem. Yeah, two points away from the record. Yeah. Nathan collapses on the court
0: because he's been using steroids for two days. <laughs> <laughs> Jules, have you had a bit any big run-ins with steroids coming from public schools? Yeah. Really? Is this a lie?
1: No, this is a true story. Do you okay. know what steroids are? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. <Go on. laughs> Jules, just so for so the kids. I, just wanna, I wish this was a video medium. Because Jules has like given the cut signal. At least thirteen times tonight,
1: <laughs> I don't want everyone to think my husband's a complete dick to me.
0: They're gonna get that dynamic, and that's only gonna make Zerb look bad. Yeah. <laughs> so um, don't worry, you're gonna come off looking pretty good anytime Zerb shuts you down. Yeah. I'm just making sure. You
2: have steroids
0: <laughs> on. All right. So you you had a run in with steroid use. Yes. Go ahead. This
1: kid, this the first kid I ever dated. He shot himself with steroids
0: he injected them. Yeah. Nathan's taking pills.
1: No, he we shot them on their, his,
0: their in, oh, his in his ass. Yeah. yeah. I didn't for even what know what sport? it was. Football? Yeah. See, I can actually see doing it for football because that's like a real like football or baseball it makes sense cuz you're trying to like bulk up, yeah, you're trying to like I, I don't understand it for basketball. What does what do steroids help you with in basketball? And again, this is
1: like the like that's what people are like, "Oh my god, those were steroids." That that's what people said. Who knows? I mean, I well, like if he's sticking a needle in yeah, his yeah, yeah. ass,
0: that's steroids.
1: That was a real thing. That actually happened.
0: Was he really good at football?
1: I don't think so.
2: Want to tell everyone where he is today?
0: Oh, yeah, that's probably good. We're not going to say his name. There's no way he's listening.
1: Well, no, I actually think that Should we just call him
0: Chad? I call any fictional person <laughs> Chad. Well, I
1: did hear that he was in jail for running an ecstasy ring in Mexico. Okay. It's Very quality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, that's what I. I okay, see this is that like my path. first boyfriend
1: that I dated for like a month. That like, Oh, you dated him. I said it in the beginning. It was my first boyfriend. Oh, I didn't. I hear mean, that. boyfriend being very loose term.
0: So just think of what your life. I mean, you could be living a life of luxury in Mexico. Like, all that ecstasy cash. All that ecstasy cash. It never goes wrong. All the adventure that you're missing out on because you married Zerb. I mean, what a step hey, down. You could have had at least the first half of that movie. Yeah. Before. What? When you said, when you said, guess what he's doing now, I just thought you were going to say he was the rapist. <laughs> 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 Montreal. <laughs> he played the guy who date raped Peyton. Um, uh... That is... Okay, so, dude, I, I've realized on this podcast that me and pat always are pat and i are always Ooh. saying are always saying things about uh we're just making blanket statements like no one ever wears letterman jackets and then a public mm-hmm. school person will chime in like dude oh yeah people definitely way wrong on stuff jackets. a lot with like your high school experience because we didn't go to a public school that I is interesting
2: say. we had that right yeah not wearing letterman yeah. jackets they're so lame do so agree with that? every that? single time like in this episode Nathan shows up at Haley's door <clears throat> to apologize or at the at Karen's cafe or wherever. He's just wearing his letterman jacket over like a button down. And it's like, you could look, not look like a bigger fucking loser right now. Yeah. If you tried, like you could not come up with an outfit that makes you look more
0: like a loser. No.
2: Than wearing that. No.
0: And then it's, it's tied also with the, the 2003 baggy jeans that are like 15 sizes too big and Timberland's. Everyone's wearing Timberlands, baggy loose fit jeans, and Letterman jackets. It's, yeah. it's a wild look. You look like you weigh like 400 pounds in these outfits. So it pops like, <laughs> it's impossible to tell. It's so weird. Um, okay, so Jules has a hard out tonight. So she's got a hard bedtime out. So we got to just power through a couple more. We got like two <laughs> more clips and a fun fact. I'm going to do the fun fact first. Fun fact Lucas, he gets drunk for the first time in his life in this episode correct?
1: I think that was implied. I
0: think as of that moment, Chad Michael Murray had never been drunk from what Um, I can tell. The way he sipped his first beer, either he is an unreal actor or it was Chad Michael Murray's first sip. How about when he gets home and he's supposed to be like super buzzed slash drunk? Yeah. He's never been drunk. (laughs) No, it, 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 it reminded me of how Brooke was acting when she had taken a couple pain pills where I'm just like, uh, I don't think that's how you act. <laughs> you sure. are altered in that way. Pretty sure that's not how it So goes. fun fact, he when he drunkenly uh, hangs out with Brooke that one night, he gets a tattoo on his arm. That tattoo that stupid fucking Chinese tattoo, what is that? It's he like says, Chinese writing? Well he says
2: and this makes it hilariously like Kind of racist, as he he calls it, an ancient symbol for fun. <laughs> and it's, just and like it's just like Chinese a Chinese, Chinese word
0: for fun. Yeah. The so two things: one, the fun fact that's a real tattoo that that d bag Chad has in real life. He's been you can see it in the first like seven episodes. They've been covering it up with makeup, and you can kind of see it under. And they just realize like, look, we could either this is getting annoying. Yeah, yeah. we could either create a storyline where you just. One night, you get drunk for the first time, and you get a tattoo, or we could keep applying the five pounds of makeup to your shoulder every single episode.
1: That's hilarious. And so they just
0: <laughs> wove it in. And they, they made the right call. Yeah. I'm going to say. So weird that he just has that tattoo in real life on his shoulder and nothing else. It's an ancient symbol. Um, also, wild, dude, how they show him getting that is him and Brooke hook up, uh... And she shows him where her tattoo is. Almost lost my shit. Did. I'd say you did. Did lose my shit. Why don't you describe. Jules, describe it. Where is her tattoo? Jules already forgot. (laughs) Jules already forgot forgot the episode. What do you
1: say? The pelvic area?
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're trying to come up with a PC way of saying it? Yeah.
1: An inch above her vagina to the left. (laughs)
2: Okay. Yes.
0: (laughs) I'd say yeah, an inch, inch and a half above her vagina. To I was just say, say right
2: in that sweet spot where it's covered by her low-rise jeans, but if she unzips them a little bit, shows you. How
0: do you feel about those panties she was wearing? Uh, they look pretty good Honor. on her. Jules, real quick question here: panties is a gross term, right? Do girls get grossed out by that? I don't. Oh, I thought that was a thing of like. It if- definitely is. It is is. It? it's a thing yeah yeah if girls say or if guys says like panties it's like uh just say underwear i thought that was the thing it's a thing mm. well not for girls apparently not everyone, <laughs> <laughs> not <for> everyone. <laughs> okay so i just felt weird about saying that in front of jules if it was a thing mm. so that underwear style was amazing it was essentially just it was yank. just a string Could,
2: probably was so no, it was, it was
0: covering was. the front, but then it was just a string all the way around. On the sides. On the on, sides. On
2: hips, it was just a string, and it was
0: not a ton of fabric in the front. So we saying fabric on the back, or just not full on into a thong?
1: I bet it was a thong.
0: Definitely a thong. Yeah, wild wild underwear situation, and then you just see her tattoo nestled like under that string. And it was like, fuck. It got BD gone pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Should we go back to the clip I wanted to talk about, about Keith being a fake dad?
2: Yeah, because I really want to talk about, um, so when Lucas comes in after his first half of a beer that he's ever had, and he's completely wasted. Yeah. um, On one beer. Yeah, on half a beer. Yeah, half a beer. Uh, (laughs) Keith is waiting for him, and they have a little fake dad talk. Yeah. But then he's coming in in the morning to tell him... Or like to get him going because he knows that he was drunk the night before and he's got school or whatever. So he, he comes in to like give him a hard time. The next morning, he opens the door, and calls him Tara Reed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, get up, Tara Reed. You're running late. <laughs> so I I, I want to retract my earlier statement about uh, <laughs> Switchfoot being the most two thousand three thing <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. and uh, Tara Reed being the go to reference for someone partying a little too hard yeah. the night before is the actual answer for the most 2003 <laughs> reference you can make.
0: Tara Reid. that was like right in the throes of Paris Hilton, Tara Reid, Nicole Richie, A Simple Life was big, and yeah, they were all just getting blacked out. I think it was like right, I think the Kardashian, Kim Kardashian was hanging out with them, but no one really knew her yet, because her show and sex tape hadn't happened yet.
2: Well, and it was also in the, um, this has been discussed before, but that... I going to say sweet spot, but in a bad way. Sweet spot of paparazzi.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that we we discussed that too because yeah. now. Uh, yeah. She's yeah. talking about how, like, paparazzi yeah. and then, like, one blogger, like, Perez Hilton in 2003, can just completely ruin your life. Yeah. So she was Hilton. one of those targets. Tara Reid at the time oh, yeah. was one of those oh,
2: yeah. paparazzi targets.
0: Dude, that paparazzi and then, like, those, like, one or two bloggers just ruined so many young ladies lives in hollywood
2: i don't think it's gotten any better in terms of how invasive it is and like just not being able to walk down the street or be now it's just twitter it's just like twitter But yeah like you said it's not all concentrated into one thing where if one or two bloggers decide to pick it up it takes over everything
0: yeah now it's just the mass on twitter there's always going to be those trolls who just like want it and you just got to eliminate their noise or whatever but anyway. Anyways. Calling um, him Tara
2: Reed was hysterical.
0: So again, I know, I know this is my favorite thing of all time, but this would have been a perfect fucking time for Lucas to do this. You're not my dad! You're not my dad! You're not my dad! You're not my dad! <laughs> like just yell the fuck to Keith that he is not his fucking dad. It I don't know why that's always been my favorite thing in the world,
2: but it was a golden opportunity. I will defend quickly the decision not to do it though, because
0: usually, low-hanging fruit too obvious. <laughs> definitely a little low-hanging
2: fruit, but also usually that happens in a situation where it's like the the stepdad's coming yeah. in and the teen is rebelling and yeah. like doesn't like that the new guy's there. <laughs> but Lucas actually wants nothing more than for Keith to be his dad. Yeah, he kind of does. For him to yell, you're not my dad, would be like an actual big deal.
0: I mean, have you ever seen a son push for his mom to have sex more than Lucas does with his mom and Keith?
2: Never. That's what I'm saying.
0: I mean, god damn, is that guy... You only
2: do that if you want that guy to be your dad.
0: I I honestly, I just keep thinking like we're going to have a scene where like the mom walks in on Lucas and he's like closing her door and she's like, what were you doing? And then he steps to the side, and you just see a sock hanging on the doorknob, and then Lucas is like, "I just set it up for you and Keith." <laughs> <laughs> like I just keep thinking, he is like pushing so hard for his mom to have sex. Yeah. Actually,
2: now that you say that, Lucas is really bad at this. He should definitely be like trying to set up romantic evenings, and if he wants yeah. this to happen so bad. Fucking do
0: something about it, Lucas. Dude, he sucks at like trying to get his mom together with a guy. What a that terrible wingman! Sucks. <laughs> fucking dude. horrible wingman. Okay, last clip. Uh, last clip we're gonna play, and then we'll let Joel's uh, go to bed. Peyton, at the end of episode nine, trying to get Lucas, she decides like, "Oh, I've fully realized I do want what I can't have." Classic. I want what I can't have. I see that he's kind of starting to have feelings for Brooke. So now I actually do want Lucas. And then there's this clip. So what's up?
1: Lucas, I made a mistake.
2: When you said you wanted to be
1: with me, I got, I got scared and I pushed you away, but, but the truth is I want all the same things that you want. I do.
0: And I want them with you. Okay, superstar, you ready to score?
2: Hey. We missed you after the game tonight.
1: Yeah, I... I guess I just kind of got turned around.
2: Peyton. And then so right there, right after Brooke says... You ready to score superstar? Or something yeah. like that? Comes in looking yeah, like wearing his oversized sweatshirt. I'm sure that had you going pretty good. Loved it. After right after he says that there's approximately twenty straight seconds of silence <laughs> as they all just stare at each other.
0: All right. Let me I'm just gonna play the the song that's playing when this is happening. And I'm gonna play it for let's just play it for like twenty seconds to really feel how awkward it is. He's still staring. He's still staring. He's still staring. And the staring just ended. Right, and there
2: one he glances back at Brooke for a for a second. I think Brooke and Peyton make eye contact for a second, but for the most part, it's just Lucas and Peyton just staring at
0: each other. <laughs> uh, th- so, I know, Jules, you didn't feel that, right? You were, like, caught up in the moment. You didn't feel how awkward that would have been?
1: No, I mean, I thought they broke it up well.
2: They did. They, they did about ten seconds and cut to what everyone else was doing and came no, back. No, I mean, they cut. it was a little dramatic, but it was scene. just, uh, but that fact, was the cliffhanger. But the fact that they, well, but. they cut away from, after, like I said, about, you know, five to ten seconds at least of the staring, they cut away to a whole bunch of other stuff of, like, a montage of other things. That are oh, like, yeah. Or maybe it wasn't even a montage. It was just uh, a whole other scene. A whole other scene where it's Nathan and Haley, right? Yeah. And then it comes back, and they're still staring at each other. So no, we to, have no idea yeah, how much time Jules, has passed. To Jules' point, like. It just was a cutaway and a comeback, but it made it feel like that 20 seconds was actually 20 minutes of them just staring so at each Lu- other. So,
0: Lucas essentially gets caught in this love triangle, and he's been hooking up with Brooke, but now the girl I think he really wants, Peyton, has come in and caught him, and he has no answers. And it seems like, based on the way they edited that, that, yeah, he was just standing in the middle of two girls, just going like this.
2: As, again, we I mean, we made the noise before, but he For- did... It could be five hours. When he kicked, when he toe kicked the door. Uh, 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 In this case, uh, he's just going. uh, (laughs)
0: uh, Zerb has his thumb up his butt right now. He's fingering his butthole. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Finger up the butthole, making that noise. Yeah, the whole time it just seemed like he was doing that, and it was just so. I know you're saying cliffhanger. You want to end the episode that way, right? Mm-hmm. But I just wish he would have had something like cocked and loaded, like you. He, he like knows that one Peyton. Liner? Yeah, he knows that Peyton is Brooke's best friend. So like, he's got to have some explanation at the ready for when the girl he really likes comes in and confronts him. Like, that said I'll, I'll you I'll just say, told me that I'll, you just
1: wanted to be friends. I'll yeah, say, like why didn't he
2: this say is, that? I'm pretty sure this is a uh, an, an actual OC line, believes oh. the summer line. I guess timing is everything. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Timing is I guess everything. Timing is everything.
0: Or you could even do the OC line when Marissa and Ryan are having some shit. Then she says, "This, you're too late. You're too late." I mean, could Lucas yeah. say that too? I know it's Lu- timing Lucas. Is- not going to say that because he Lu- wants to. Yeah, L- Lucas is. <laughs> I know, yeah.
2: I know. Uh, that was my first instinct was to be like, he, he should say something that like. <clears throat> The kind of thing in real life that you can never think of on the spot—that's like cutting and, gets, but that's not his character. He wouldn't be able. He wouldn't like no. say something that
0: made her feel shitty. No, he just stands there smoldering like an idiot, and he just looks confused. Looks so lost. He looks so lost and confused. Okay, who's your MVP this week, for Pat? This is Sir Pat. We love you, Pat. Love you, Pat. Hope you're enjoying. Uh, We're Paris. Is he in Paris right now? Sure. Hope you're enjoying Paris or wherever your travels are taking you. This yeah. is MVPs for you. It's Brooke. It's obviously Brooke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how can I, it not yeah. be Brooke? I, I, dude, to me, like I said, episode eight, Brooke's coming out party.
2: Right. So that's what I was say. She she uh, transitions from just full on pure horniness mode mm-hmm. to actual emotions mode. Yep. She actually gets her guy. That she's been going after, dude.
0: She did, she fucking did, and she looks great doing it. So real, real quick, Brooke Peyton, you're a pa- you're a Brooke, yeah, I'm, I'm you're Brooke. a
2: Brooke girl, yeah, through and through, total Brooke girl. I'm uh, not saying looks that, wise? that Peyton is not attractive. I'm saying, I'm a Brooke girl.
0: Looks. So you're going
2: all looks, Are you going personality too? I'm going both. I, okay. I mean, obviously, the over the top horniness would be a bit of an issue. In terms it's tough. Of, it's pretty tough. I mean, you're just thinking about terms all of,
0: the dicks that she sucked. In terms
2: of the picking Sorry. her to marry and fuck, Mary kill. But, that being said, pure looks-wise, yes. Also, she's fun. She'd be way more fun <clears throat> to hang out with. Than she's people. not
0: always, always saying things like Peyton is. Like, what is life? What is this life that or, we live?
2: Or sitting in front of her weird webcam with a bunch of candles. Like yeah. She she's just trying to have a good time.
0: So I even that Peyton slam aside, I am a Peyton girl through and through. Joel's, where are you at? Brooke Peyton. I'm a Haley. Oh. <laughs> Looks wise God damn, went with the Haley. I love Haley. Haley's the best. I do like her. I love her. You've really come around. I really I love honestly the relationship that she has with Nathan. It's the best. Do you feel that way, Jules? I agree. What you? i really End ready it. Let's that. end it with a take from Jules. Like, what do you think? What do you love about the relationship? Is it because like, he's the cool guy and she's the nerd? Yeah, guy? I
1: mean, I like the cliche storyline. Like, yeah,
0: she's got to change. She brings the bad out the boy. true, the true Nathan. Right. <laughs> no, I love that storyline too because it's like, I was talking to Anna last week about it, about how is this a classic like all girls fantasize about. Changing the bad boy you're the one girl that finally changed him Um, I think there's a little of that going on but then yeah I think it's like oh no there's actually like a real human in there that we just haven't seen yet and Haley's the only one that can pull it out the best most accurate version of
2: that like cliche thing that I've ever heard is not that they want to change it's that they want the guy who's ostensibly bad but secretly good so they want the person that outwardly is bad but when you get them it's just the two of you you know, he's good. You think that's what happened with you guys, Jules, with
0: Zerb? He's a bad boy. Absolutely. You know S- he's ostensibly. a bad boy on the outside, but on the inside he's actually a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pure I'm purely obstensibly bad. We'll stick with that. Alright. Let's uh hey, thanks both of you for coming on tonight, subbing in for Pat.
2: It was nice that we ended up with a Peyton girl. A Brooke girl and a Haley girl I love that. on this pod.
0: I love that. So now we don't need to fuck, marry, or kill any of them. You're, you're just full on dating Haley, Jules. You're full on dating Brooke, and I'm just full on dating Peyton's it's... curls. Not Peyton. <laughs> Peyton's curls. Sounds <laughs> like
2: we all got we wa- what we wanted.
0: Alright, so with that, we're gonna play Jules' outro music because this is our first time on. We've already played Zerb's outro music a lot, so this is Jules' outro music. And so we're gonna say, kids, you talk on me. Just sleep tight, kids. And, sir? Clear eyes?
1: Full (laughs) hearts? Full hearts do
2: less, yes. Do way less.
1: Is that what it
2: is? Plural plural hearts.
0: You can follow us on instagram at vicarious living podcast and listen to all of our episodes on itunes stitcher or soundcloud you know you found us when you see a picture of pat and i sitting on a couple rocks overlooking the vast landscape that is laguna beach steven's there just not pictured steven and Elsie, both there just not pictured